Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario. In my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado Smith, and I am the alarmist. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in another week. If you're here, it means you like the show, you are one of our listeners, and I'm so grateful to have you guys aboard the Alarmist ship. Now, if you could please, please rate and review this show because it really helps us gain momentum and spread the word. That would be awesome if you could do that. Okay, let's get started because we have a super duper crazy disaster to talk about today, the Hindenburg disaster. Now, I have to be honest with you guys, I didn't know much about the Hindenburg. In fact, I hadn't really ever heard of it until my producer, Amanda, was like, you gotta check out the Hindenburg. It's super crazy. And I was like, what is she talking about? She kept saying the humanity, the humanity. I was like, oh my God. So I went online. I googled Hindenburg. I didn't even know how to spell it. And lo and behold, it was a big one, guys. 
It was a real big one. And it also like made me realize my logo is the Hindenburg. So, Rebecca, I have to ask, when I first sent you your show logo, um, I sent you a few options. What did you think that blimp was? Well, I just thought, you know, old timey, you know, I was like, oh, old timey history, of course. And blimps, you know, you don't really see them much out there. They must not be that safe. I'm also opposed to hot air balloons. Mm. So turns out uh, my logo is based on an actual disaster. So kudos to the graphic designer and (laughs) thanks so much. So let's get talking about the Hindenburg. In 1937, no airplane had been able to fly across the Atlantic Ocean without stopping. An ocean liner would have taken two weeks, but a trip on the German Zeppelin called Hindenburg would only have taken three days, and it would have been a luxurious affair. With sleeping cabins, dining rooms, lounges, a bar, and even showers. The Hindenburg made ten round-trip voyages before its last flight on May 6, 1937. That day, Hindenburg caught fire as it attempted to dock at the Lake Hurst Naval Station in New Jersey. As cameras and reporters watched on, the tail end of the ship burst into flames and caused it to crash. There were 36 fatalities, and to this day, no one has ever been able to explain for certain what caused the Hindenburg to explode. Theories abound, but one thing is for sure. This disaster marked the abrupt end to the giant and luxurious airship industry. The ill-fated Hindenburg on her last flight sails over New York. These pictures made from a Pathé news plane less than four hours before the tragedy show the world's largest airship heading for Lakehurst, New Jersey. Over Newark's famous auto skyway, the airship was hailed by thousands who little dreamed it was their final glimpse of the Hindenburg. And now, time for some fun facts, a.k.a. death stats. The Hindenburg was huge. It was 804 feet long, just 78.5 feet shorter than the Titanic. A one-way ticket on the airship cost $400. This was roughly the cost of a car in 1937. Out of the 97 people on board... 62 survived the disaster. Out of the 36 deaths, 13 were passengers, 22 were crew members, and one was a worker on the ground. Most of the people on the airship were German and American. It took 34 seconds for the entire ship to be engulfed in flames. Although there were cameramen from four newsreel teams and at least one spectator known to be filming the landing, as well as numerous photographers at the scene, no known footage or photograph exists of the moment the fire started. Oh, the humanity! You've probably heard Herbert Morrison's recorded radio eyewitness report from the landing field, but the disaster was not broadcast live on radio. It was broadcast the next day. The Hindenburg had a smoker's lounge. You could buy cigarettes and Cuban cigars on board. The room was pressurized to prevent hydrogen from entering. Now that's risky behavior. 
at the flames now, and the flame is crashing to the ground, not quite to the morning mass, all the humanity and all the I know, super intense, right, guys? Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, for you listeners out there, I have a very special treat today. I have two of the best returning guests <laughs> first, in your long storied history of I this know. podcast. It, it's it's incredible. Um, <laughs> talking to you from the Erios Studios is Georgia and Stosh. Let's hear it. Thank you. Hey. Thank you. Hey, hey Georgia. Hey, Rebecca. <laughs> so, um, happy, to, happy to be here, Rebecca. Oh, I'm so Honestly happy. thrilled to be here. Yeah. I have told everyone I came in contact with today that, that I was going to be doing this. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And Hi- you have a lot of, of family week. members. Oh, there. So yeah, yeah. That's really good I for I get asked this about podcast. the alarmist m- minimum once a week. Like maximum every day. Maximum. Yeah. Okay, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. that's really by good someone for us. in my family or someone I know. I mean, you're spreading the word as all of you should be. Yes, I, <laughs> it's not being talked about in my life as much. Um, <laughs> what? Now on purpose, get out of here. Not on purpose. I maybe I just I'm not going outside enough. Yes, and communicating to people other than my husband. So since the last time you were here, Georgia, you went to Japan, and you're still just as, one would say, uh, anxious and... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know when you're an idiot and you think that, like, going to a different place will change you in an instant? Yes. It doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Well, Mm. that's good to learn. Yeah. That's really good to learn. But I I traveled all those... 9,000 miles? How yeah. Far is it? Yeah. To learn that. To learn that. I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm still me and it's, it's I'm still trapped in this no. nightmare that is myself. <laughs> this is great. Trapped on the screen. It was screen. great. But I had a great time. Uh-huh. Lots of tears. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah. I learned something about you before you went, which I, I didn't know this about the two of you, but you will only stay at a hotel that has a window that opens. Yeah. This was part of... Why? Maybe I didn't have a great trip. My The windows didn't open. How did you sleep? It was fine. Okay, well, the Japanese are great because they have a humidifier, a dual humidifier and air purifier in every room. And they were like, everybody has this at home. But I wasn't told what it was or how to use it until like far, far <laughs> too many panic trip. attacks yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> but I like a little I just like a little fresh air. Like I don't like I feel claustrophobic. Oh, okay. Yeah, even when, when you come to my house you you're like, "Oh, let's open a window." It's very rude. I apologize. No, it's not rude. But... <laughs> I get it. And I actually had a panic attack. A small panic attack. Don't get carried away. Okay. But I, I got um, excited. No. <laughs> uh, in Osaka, because I woke up in the middle of the night and the um, the blackout curtains were drawn and it was t- Too completely dark. dark. And if I can't see a tiny bit of light when I'm sleeping, then I feel claustrophobic. Sure. Because so I had of to, monsters. Like, because of <laughs> monsters. <laughs> and so I like ripped the window open and was like, <gasps> yeah. and then was like, okay, it'll be fine. But it was also in Japan. Yeah, and this this you know there are lots of small spaces there. And right, you just yeah. need some fresh air and yeah. Well, but otherwise it's it's, so it's amazing. Okay. But I mean, I had my sound machine, of course. Good, good. Um, so that so got me. You through. Survived, I survived, and now we're yeah. here. And now so, we're back. We're here, and, and we're ready to talk about the Hindenburg. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I came in very blind. Yeah. Today. <laughs> 
Tell me more. Not as, yeah. I, well, I just don't know anything about the Hindenburg. I Me too. I didn't know anything until <clears throat> Amanda was like, you got to check out the Hindenburg. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like it's a known, a widely known disaster that I've never talked about. So I don't know any details about it, but mm. I just know that it was a big It thing. was a big, yeah. The only thing I know about it is um, the, the pilot episode of one of my all-time favorite television shows, Timeless on NBC recently canceled oh my God. <laughs> uh, it's about time travel so the facts I have on the Hindenburg are not facts because it's from a fictional show about time traveling so I'm here to learn I'm I would love to well, learn more I mean you're in for a real treat yeah so now you you guys know that I'm a huge fan of timelines right <laughs> I love a schedule an hour minute by minute kind of situation mm-hmm. uh, that's super me so I found this one on Wikipedia and a few other websites that I think will help us get an understanding of what happened before the Hindenburg crashed the airship was scheduled to land on the morning of the 6th And it was already running behind schedule because there were thunderstorms. So because of the poor weather, uh, the captain, Max Pruss, charted uh, across Manhattan. So you might have, I feel like they've shown this in in movies where it's like everyone in Manhattan like runs outside and they see this blimp like going Mm -hmm. outside and like they're waving. It's it's the Titanic in the sky. Exactly. So that happened. That was a real thing that happened. And then after they pass, they they are heading toward New Jersey and it's four o'clock and Mac, you know, Max Pruss, the captain, gets more news. It's still they still need to kill more time. So they take a tour of the Jersey Shore, which oh, so there I'm assuming in those times already, it was a different Jersey Shore. <laughs> Hopefully, they're the last thing all these poor people saw. Different, shore. but a yes, little the same. That's a little dark. Sorry, can I quick time out and question uh-huh. again? Where was this round trip flight from? Oh, Germany. So it, it, this it, is oh, it did come all yeah. the way from, from Germany. Germany. So Germany to Manhattan to Leave JFK, from- but oh wait, he wasn't. It, no yet. JFK. Yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't no, land at Germany to JFK. <laughs> well, we laughed, but you know, what the big thing was that it, it was going to take passengers to Lakehurst, and then they had contracted American Airlines because this was going to be a big thing of the future, and it, they American Airlines was going to shuttle people from Lakehurst to Newark. Ugh. So this is. <laughs> That's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go <Okay>. on, Sash. <laughs> it's just so this took three days for them to get. It from took Ger- three days to get from Germany to, to New York, the coast. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then they're kind of like shuttling around. So they're doing the equivalent of like when when the pilots like we can't land. Our we're gonna just we're open. gonna just do some circles around. Exactly. Now imagine Whatever. like twelve hours of that. I would You've already been on. I mean, if we're talking about claustrophobic. No, three it? days on a get. Can, I mean, no, three but, days but here's the plane? thing. It's the Titanic, and there's only like, you know, 60 or something passengers. I know. So but it, it, there's a lot of space, and they have like their own rooms. There's a shower. Can you a open a window? I'm picturing like the biggest oh, okay. hot air balloon of all time. Is that how this thing functioned? Like, is it is yeah, it like a, it a little fire that. 
Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. I think it's made out of paper. A, think of a di- Have you seen it's my metal, logo? Right? Yes. Yes. No, I. Logo. No, I know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we but, know what it looks like. But I is don't it know. like? Is it made out of like aluminum foil? Like what is? Okay. The- well, we'll get into that. We'll get <laughs> okay, into okay. that. Okay. Okay. That's so, I'm picturing something let's, very flimsy. Let's keep talking about this timeline. I can't remember from that episode of Timeless. Sorry. <laughs> so I can't. So it's six twenty-two, ladies. It's six twenty-two at night. And finally, the the storms have passed and, you know, Pruss gets word like, come on back. So around seven o'clock local time, Hindenburg makes its final approach to the Lakehurst Naval Station and it's getting in 709. The ship makes a a sharp full speed left turn is what they say. Mm -hmm. And because the, the ground crew's not ready. Which is insane to me because they've had half a day uh, yeah. to also prepare. Also, three days. Inexcusable. I knew this flight was w- coming in. You know, whatever. We'll give them the benefit of doubt. Okay. 7-11. It turns back, comes into the landing field. Seven seventeen. The wind shifts direction and Pruss has ordered another sharp turn. Okay. So, he, he does another... It, the the just so you know a visual the airship is kind of jostling okay it's, it's, but there's some bad turbulence on there on board uh yeah i'm assuming so okay so it's 718 and they're finally going down and they start letting go of these um water uh they call them water ballasts i'm definitely saying that wrong <laughs> I mean, would it be an alarmist episode if you didn't mispronounce something? <laughs> oh, there will be a lot of mispronunciation because there's a lot of German names on here. <laughs> um, so, no. So the way that the uh, blimp or the airship, the Zeppelin, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll call it, mm. comes down is that they have to uh, drop water so, so that the... Uh, right. It can like... It can descend. Something? You want to call it descend? Yeah. Um, so it's descending down. It's dropping water all over the place. Wow. You'd think it would float up higher yeah well right yeah i think it would i don't know about but this is science or engineering this is science or that we don't know <laughs> yeah so it's 725 <laughs> well, and do they know i mean at 725 a few witnesses see the fabric uh, um oh, kind no. of like flutter as if a gas was leaking and then there's a blue flame and then there's a fire in the back of the ship and by 727, the whole ship was engulfed in flames. And the passengers and crew had only seconds to react. So some, unfortunately, jumped out of the windows, which I know is a common theme when you guys come here. Um, some fell. So since the Hindenburg was still 300 feet, it was like roughly like 30 stories Ooh. in the Oh, air. my and, God. Um, many of these passengers, of course, didn't survive the fall. So that's kind of uh, what happened. That's a, a step by step. Okay. How did they jump out of the windows? The windows opened. So, well, that was my question before, and Rebecca said absolutely not. Well, but now we know. Okay, so okay. I or went maybe to the they library. Broke maybe they broke. I went oh my to gosh. the library. Thank God. And uh, you know, fine. It's the Altadena Library. It's not like a. It's not the New York <laughs> Library. They don't have everything. So you but... have what looks like a thin magazine. <laughs> front of you this was not even in the teen section i had to go to the children's section (laughs) okay Uh, i have a a little magazine uh inside the hindenburg and it has a lot of uh pictures actually (laughs) a giant cutaway book (laughs) inside the hindenburg look i'm gonna show you a, a, a few pictures okay because it kind of tells you the journey of the hindenburg 
through the eyes of a child. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Again, this hopefully is we'll understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It actually, it, it really clarified a bunch of stuff for okay. me. Okay. <laughs> is this so, like bedtime um, reading? What I don't understand is there something you notice about this photo oh, that yeah. is oh. uncomfortable? Uh, makes you a little uncomfortable. Is this a real? Yeah, photo? Yeah, the giant swastika no, on a, the fin uh, of the. It's not a real photo. It's a it's a drawing, but it's. It's yeah, a drawing of something that happened. It, okay, so the Hindenburg went to Brazil in 1936, and it made the, those are the ten round trip vo- voyages from Germany to Brazil. And, why? Um, why? They, Good you question. Know, like, why Brazil? Oh, well, I, I'm not sure why. Oh, because it was uh, South America was a very popular. Yeah, uh, isn't that where all the, the Nazis the escaped well, they, to South they America? They did go to Argentina, Argentina, and Chile. Or yeah, two th- main places. Cool. So yeah, we're looking at a. a a rendering of the Hindenburg flying yes. over San, uh, Rio de Janeiro mm-hmm. with swastikas on the <laughs> fins or the it's, wings. Uh, what is that? Next the, the looks like a tail. The tail. The tails. Um, that is what, uh, ironically, is, the fire did happen very close to that. Ironically, well, I think God I, knew what He was doing. Exactly. <laughs> I don't believe him. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, it was a very luxurious liner you know it had a a dining room and it had a lounge and you know this is a great book if you guys want to check it out from your children's section at your local library (laughs) um but anyway it was it it was totally engulfed in flames oh this is also not a this is also a a drawing this is very exploded in new jersey the hindenburg that we're talking about have those swastikas on them it did it did oh that's so, so maybe we we, I think this is a perfect segue <laughs> into our who's to blame section. The okay. Nazis. Now, okay. Now there are, as I said before, n- there's no no one knows exactly what happened. So there are a bunch of theories, right? One of them is the puncture theory. The puncture theory is where um, they thought maybe one of the metal wires that had the zeppelins like giant gas bags um, could have snapped and maybe while it was making a sharp turn possibly during the landing and then this wire could have made a hole in the in the gas cell so it could have released hydrogen into the air and hydrogen could have been mixed with oxygen and well that could have been ignited because of static electricity from my reading of this like static electricity seems to be a big one you mean like that could that seems like the running theory or the, the theory that has the most traction what i read was that the airship didn't really receive that much in routine inspections because even though there was evidence of it at least having some damage in previous fights it is not known whether the damage was properly repaired or even whether oh. all the failures had been found. My God. <clears throat> okay, it's 1937. Is, sure. I know, I know. But this is but like the only one. They're not like sending the other. The Hindenburg was designed to be inflated with helium. Now, helium, balloons. We all know helium. It, makes, it helps us make funny voices. Yep. So the American government, mm-hmm. which controlled the largest supply of helium, wouldn't sell it to any other country for fear that it would be used against them for military purposes. So like Zeppelins or on spy missions or like dropping bombs, you know, it's 1937. So the Germans use hydrogen gas instead and hydrogen is incredibly flammable. Flammable. This is why the the hydrogen of it all is really important in this disaster. So it could be the United States... 
Okay, let's put them up on the board. I, I This to me was a, a shocker. I, I was going to hold it back, but I feel like it's important that we talk about hydrogen and helium. Yeah, <laughs> well, if like, something is designed to, to function with one type of gas and then... And then they're just like, well, we'll use this other one that's very dangerous, but you know, it's going to be fine. Which should be fine for um, three days. I would, you couldn't pay me enough money to get on one of these things. Oh, even but, if I, even if it was with helium. Right. But and, I mean, also the passengers didn't know that they had switched up this helium hydrogen. Well, sure. did they? Okay. So here's the thing. Like I said before, there was a smoker's lounge, which had oh my these, God. The, it had these, um, Doors that would like close. It, there was someone who was waiting, uh, a, a crew member who was outside the smokers' lounge, and they'd check you or whatever. And you'd go in, they'd close the doors really fast so that the hydrogen wouldn't get into the smokers' lounge. What? <laughs> that is crazy. Wait, it's uh, 1937. The lengths that people would go to to, to just smoke. <laughs> They're like, I have to smoke. So I'm going to. I mean, I know everybody <laughs> smoked then. It yeah. was like, you I mean, couldn't the solution be is also just closing the doors really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we'll, we'll hire someone to just make sure the doors are shut really fast. So what about, I know this is also fast, but maybe we put up the uh, smoking industry, the uh, tobacco <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. Big Absolutely. tobacco? Big, Big tobacco. tobacco. Yeah. I mean, they're... Why not? Why not put them on I the board? I think we should put them up Absolutely. on the board. If we're putting up the United States we're putting this up early tobacco. in the episode... <laughs> <laughs> And you might say, I mean, some might argue the United States and Big Tobacco are connected. One in one. One in yeah. one the same. Well, that will be discussed. That's a different. We have the puncture theory, which is like the, they weren't ready for it, which caused it to get jostled. Also, they weren't sure that the routine inspections had been done. So there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's one of the theories. There's also this lightning theory, which uh, is a little bit more, you know, obvious. Like there was a storm. Yeah. Some people think a lightning could have struck. <laughs> and no one saw it? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> lightning no one struck saw, and no, no one, one saw the, the, the lightning, which... I, I don't smoking. think we put lightning up on the board. Mother Nature? <laughs> yeah, Mother Nature. But um, th- that's the thing. No one really saw it, so... But that's what's funny about real... that is that that's exactly what would happen today. This whole thing is actually reminding me a lot of a another mystery that I'm obsessed with, which I've spoken to you guys about, which is the disappearance of Malaysia oh, Flight, yes. Flight now, 370. That, that, now that's um, one we have to do on this podcast. Ugh. I know. I'm, I was like, is it too soon? But no, you should fine. you should really do it no. if you can. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Except we'll that it's some time. Pretty much we know what who's to blame at this point. Yeah. But that plane took a sharp left and a sharp left as well. So there's a lot of parallels here. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, interesting. But um, <laughs> if this happened today, there would be some cuckoo on the internet who would be like, it was lightning. And everyone yeah. would be like, no, there's video footage. Right. Like, there's no right. lightning. And they'd still be like, there was lightning. Well, that's you know, what's like, crazy. That's that, what's funny about this. <laughs> well, but the crazy part is that there were camera crews. And yeah. there were people there that could have recorded it. But for some reason, they were just looking down. They, mm. No one was recording. I'm telling you, go online. <laughs> they have all of these videos posted. And it literally is... Uh, somewhat, you know, you can see someone holding a camera looking at the Hindenburg and then for some reason it goes to the floor and then it comes back and it's already in flames. That is, sounds... that sounds like divine intervention. Yes. Are, or, we, gonna, are we starting to believe in God? By the end of this or, episode, we're all going to believe in God. Or a government cover-up. God, ghosts, aliens, <laughs> all of it. So that's another theory. I, I don't think we should put lightning lightning up on the board because it's well. That's like hard to, you know. You're not getting any satisfaction from blaming lightning. I'm kind of also. with you on that. I think lightning is is just not it's just not responsible. Okay, so let's talk about another theory. This is the incendiary paint theory. Wow. Um, yes, thank you. I said that word correctly. <laughs> So, okay, this one's wow, kind of interesting. Job, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> this one's kind of interesting to me. Okay. So 1996, we still don't know what happened. And uh, a retired NASA scientist, okay, someone who might know. Sure. Addison Bain, right? He starts um, investigating. And he, his whole theory is that the doping compound of the airship was the cause of the fire. So doping compound is like what they put the the paint or the the silver paint that they put on the, okay, the fabric. The paper. That yeah, what is it? Fabric. It's fabric. Okay. I still thought it was paper. Airships are made of fabric. So <laughs> then, it, then why are you on one? Okay. So, so okay. There, it, it makes it water. It's the silver paint, right? And it covers the whole thing. And it makes it waterproof. And it also shrinks it to fit more tightly around the frame. Oh. So the lacquer used... Um, was a substance like uh, like varnish mixed with aluminum uh, powder. Mm-hmm. So it's varnish mixed with aluminum powder, which and this sounds is apparently uh, flammable. <laughs> yeah, an explosive combination. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. NASA was like, okay, that's crazy. That's what we also use uh, for solid rocket fuel. So <laughs> oh that's God. what we use in today's space shuttles, right? So 
The storm that evening might have left enough electricity in the air to produce the electric charge, which would have ignited the Zeppelin's highly flammable outer layer. So do we want to put up the outer the, the paint whoever industry? painted whoever decided <laughs> yes the painter to paint this outer layer but i think so. i don't i have a question yes was there a designer of this craft yes i don't it, it's it feels like a designer or the manufacturer signing off on well this flammable choice it, they're they're not stating any of it but in all fairness, this Hugo Eckner guy, he should have he's the one who owns the company, so he should have known what was up. Yeah. Hugo's definitely going up. Now, okay. the Bain thing, this uh Addison Bain thing gets a little interesting. He got permission from the German government to search archives for the evidence that they had found, right? When they did all the investigations, and this was during the Nazi regime. So the German scientists concluded that the dope on the Hindenburg's fabric was the cause of the, uh, you know, fire. And then Bain interviewed the wife of the investigation's lead scientist. His name was Max Dykeman. And she stated that her husband had told her about the conclusion and instructed her to tell no one, <gasps> presumably because it would embarrass the Nazi government. Additionally, Dykeman concluded concluded that it was the poor conductivity, not the flammability of the doping compound that led the ignition of hydrogen. This is what I've read. So I'm just getting a strong sense, a strong gut feeling that I feel like we should put the Nazi government up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that <laughs> that was... Nazis. Nazis. I mean, it's going to be hard not to blame the Nazis. The Nazis should have been on the board before we Before the here. United yeah. States. Yeah. yeah. So let's put the, if you could just find room above the United States. <laughs> no, you know what? The Nazis. <laughs> the United States deserves to be right at the top of the And while right we're at it, let's yeah, no, put uh, the Zeppelin company... Well, let's put Hugo... Ekman. Yes. Wait, so the, the guy, I'm sorry, but the guy, the NASA scientist who was making these conclusions is working in the 90, the 80s? In the 90s. In, in the 96, 90s. yeah. So this, so, the but the Max guy who, who found, who also heard about this conclusion? Yes. Oh, he was still, he was just still alive. He was not alive at this time. When did he, he the when wife. did he hear... Oh, but but how did he know that conclusion? And then also he he did the investigation in the 30s. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So they came to the same conclusion, decades apart, but they kept it a secret because he didn't want to embarrass the Nazis. Exactly. This and again, this is just their professional opinion. There, I I don't think there was. There's not a lot of evidence. I'm just picturing the movie version of this. You know, where like the the women. On the on the Hindenburg, like as they're getting ready to land, or like someone has like static cling yeah. in their dress, and they're like, "Oh wow, there's a lot of electricity in <clears> there." That's air. a beautiful scene. And then twenty maybe minutes a, later, pff, yeah, maybe a child has their little rabbit toy, and yeah, okay, well, we we, yeah. we oh, I got a shock. You know? Oh, good We're job. We're talking about this, Jimmy. but did you hand me the magazine? Okay, remember I told you that it was. Uh, told through the eyes of a child. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. Okay, so I'm reading it, and it's a, a girl. She's 16. Her name is Irene. And I'm like, oh, Irene is, is you know, on the Hindenburg. She's loving it. She's dining. She's She she thinks she's a movie star because it's so luxurious. She's got two brothers and a mom and a dad. And they're, they're taking this flight. And then she walks us through it. And then the fire starts. And she 
it's black and she can't find her mom because of the smoke and she finally like sees her brothers and they throw them out the window oh god and uh, she you know she gets a little bit of fire and that's where the 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 magazine stops talking about irene now i looked up irene because it was a real real person on the hindenburg she died in the hindenburg she died in the hindenburg she burned to death oh my god to me, it's crazy that they're narrating this Hindenburg magazine for yeah, children from her, from her perspective. I think that's illegal. And not tell, yeah. I mean, I probably I, I, it's not their fault. I don't think we should blame the writers of this uh, This is a different magazine. episode. This is a different episode. But I, I, I'm, I'm incensed, and that's not meant to be a pun. <laughs> <laughs> okay She's so <laughs> so we have the nazis up there we have the united states and the big tobacco and i, I think we should also put the zeppelin uh, company hugo ekman yeah okay so let's and then talk- i found the um the design team was led by dr ludwig Dürr. Ooh. Um, so but that could all go under the zeppelin umbrella i'm just mm-hmm. saying because he designed all of the um he led all of the zeppelins he was the head designer on most of them. Okay, so, so we could just put the Zeppelin company. I think company. we should do that, yeah. Yeah, so he probably was the one who was like, we'll paint the silver. Now, I, I know we're jumping around a little bit, but I want to kind of go back to the Nazi party because I just want to, we, we just started talking about the Nazis, and so, um, I, and, you know, my big rule is that I'm not doing the Holocaust on this show. That's yeah. my number one rule. But, I mean, there, <laughs> if this, they is, come this, up. Is, this is Nazi adjacent, right? Yes. So, we should all. There's a lot of Nazi ties with this Hindenburg uh, disaster. So, the airship was used for Nazi propaganda. So it yeah. had this clearly had this giant swastika prominently displayed on the fin, and the Nazis thought that the giant airship would be a good way of spreading their message and helped pay for the construction of the Hindenburg. Now they were essentially sponsors mm-hmm. of the airship. This is why they were able to fly it over the 1936 Berlin Olympics. And they also often flew it over cities where, um, in what they called propaganda tours. And they'd throw down flags and pamphlets and would blare German patriotic tunes and like pro-Hitler announcements um, on, in these, these towns. So, and now we're going into the sabotage theories. Okay. Okay. One of the sabotage theories is that Hitler himself ordered the Hindenburg to be destroyed in retaliation for Eckner's anti-Nazi, or you call it anti? (laughs) (laughs) Now that's an English word. Will allow. Anti-Nazi opinions. So, Hugo. This is Hugo. So Hugo Hugo had been vocally... Um, opposed to the well Nazi. it's complicated because he he took the money from the nazis to build it but then had been vocally against them and so they think you know it's possible hitler you know yeah hired someone to was kill. hugo on the hugo was not on but it was you know a it was like right, right. represented hugo. him exactly and if that thing goes down it's gonna look really bad yeah I mean, because it was really bad um, so that's a sabotage theory. Now, th- there's a bunch of these sabotage theories. So do you want to put Hitler separately on the board? <laughs> or do you, you think, want, or do you, do you think he, so, just so the, the Nazis, Nazis are enough. sufficient? Yeah. 
is I'm, well, I'm there's asking. there's no actual evidence that right. Hitler opened, you know. This like, is more openly. conspiracy side. That's a bit more of the conspiracy. But, I mean, I'll always put Hitler up on the board. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, that, if we're talking about him, <laughs> if he's not there. Yeah. Uh, let's put let's him put up. Him if, we, if we want, so, we can. It's kind of a double Nazi it's, it's a, a double, double Nazi, yeah. but <laughs> well-deserved. <laughs> Nazi, Nazi. Um, so there's a bunch of these sabotage theories. Most of them uh, are, are kind of led by the Zeppelin company uh, owner, the commander of the naval station, which they landed on, and the Max Press, the commander of the Hindenburg. So people who would want to <laughs> who don't want to take the, the blame. blame themselves. Exactly. They started a bunch They're of like, conspiracy oh, well, theories. Yeah. So instead of it being something technical that we can like put our finger on, like, oh, it was right. the paint, it was the helium, it was the hydrogen, it was the this. Absolutely not. That yeah. couldn't have happened. It has to be some weird extra thing out of our control. Yeah. So out of I our... Mean, yes, so there's this commander, Charles Rosendahl. He was the guy on the naval station. And he was a big, um, you know, proponent of, like, the sabotage theory. And uh, there, the Hugo Eckner, uh, he mentioned the possibility of a shot as the cause of, cause of the disaster. So maybe, like, a gun going off inside the ship. And I'm sure because you could bring guns on also. Uh, they were allowed to bring guns on. They they would be stowed. They would be taken away from them and then given back to them when they landed. Okay. Be, oh, be, and he thought there was a gun because there had been threatening letters that they had received. Uh-huh. So who knows? I just feel like people here are scrambling for for something that isn't there. To me, the fact that they're trying to blame it on someone else means that these guys mm-hmm. should go up on the board. Because I don't trust them. I don't trust them one bit. So I think we should do Max Pruss, who's the captain. He's the guy who, like, also did those weird left turns. Uh, Anyone who's making unexpected (laughs) left turns for me now is is very, very suspicious. Stosh does not like a left turn. Two sharp left turns in a direction you were not supposed to be flying. No, thank you. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the, the magazine article that you're oh, obsessed God. with about it's, the Malaysian flight. Yeah, it was in the Atlantic and it's okay. long and it's detailed. And if you have been paying attention at all, you're going to want to read it. Okay. So Max P goes up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or just on. tune into the alarmist. Uh, in a few weeks. Yeah. P-R-U-S-S. For me, it's all about why it exploded when it did. Right. You know, it's like, why would it have been able to make all of these journeys, whole, the whole leg, the whole, almost the entire flight, and then it gets, you know, right. to New York, and it has to do all this vamping over the city or whatever, and all these, you know, loops, and uh, there's a word I'm looking for that I can't find. Um, and then, um, and then right before landing, so that's why I'm a little more intrigued by the, all of these Technical, so, yeah, like the 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 storm and the I don't know like what you could been. or or you could use that information to your advantage instead of it being just like conspiracy, blah blah blah. It's like okay, we know we've got this paint, we know we've got the smokers, right? We no, we have like yeah. There's plenty of things which you could exploit to seems like quickly. It's I mean, how did this easy. thing? Yes, how did this thing even survive three days going across the Atlantic for it to only crash right right at its landing site? Well, essentially, it, uh, there was the storm, which is a big factor. I mean, 
I'll, you know, but the then, idea that someone shot at it is much more salacious. And I wish that that were true <laughs> or something like that, you know, like. But if it's also just a storm thing, then why would they there'll be like, eh, it's probably clear sailing to Germany for three days. Like, why would you even build something that would be susceptible to lightning? Or they just didn't. Well, care? I think everything. I mean, isn't aren't weren't planes at the time? Or are they? Oh God! Or are they, they are. still? Hindenburg had been hit by lightning before, but it was okay. But well, I, I think it also had to do with, and again, I'm not a scientist, but the 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 ropes that were thrown on the ground. To, oh, because this was another thing. It took about 200 people to dock it. 200 it just was not a very practical no this is like the stupidest thing i've ever heard of it's so dumb but here's the thing there were no non-stop flights right (laughs) this is yeah we're calling this a non-stop flight (laughs) this is technically a non-stop flight that's true you could do do two weeks on a boat and we know about icebergs right (laughs) or you uh, i mean after the titanic i would have been like i'm not going on a stay on your continent yeah yeah Although, I guess, but now that I'm thinking about it, most the, everyone in America came on a boat. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all, yeah. So, okay, fine. But, you know, you've got this hot new option of yeah. flying if nonstop. And if you're, it's like, it's like the, um, what's the fast plane? Oh, my God. What's my the, Concorde? The, the, Concorde. Oh, yeah, the Concorde? It's like the Concorde. And then the that Concorde was like a whole 1937. thing. Yeah. And I'm oh, not. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, rich people love to just. You know, like, there's a bunch of people that have a lot of money now that can't wait to go to the moon. And I'm like, I will not be going to the moon. But, <laughs> yeah. but also, I don't have $250,000 right. to do it. But, but if you had $250,000 to burn, I'd would you give go to it the moon? to a girl like me? <laughs> <laughs> and would a girl like you buy a ticket no, on no. like some brand new technology that could take no. you somewhere no, you've no. never been no. before? Yeah. I would no, start a cat I would never, sanctuary. I would never tell anyone to buy a ticket to the moon. I mean, no, come but on. There's, why would you want to be the moon? There's nothing there. Why would you want to be oh, the guinea pig? I meant, we sorry, there's nothing there. <laughs> I also meant Mars when I said oh, the moon. Okay. Oh, okay. Still, sorry. Still, there's nothing there. There's no <laughs> restaurant. Like, it, it sounds like the worst vacation. Do they have rosé there? <laughs> yeah, dried. It's like the, a dry packet. Add your own water this to your rosé. very rose. minerally. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> so, okay, so we... There's a bunch of sabotage theories. There was one, which was this guy named Eric Spell. Um, and he he died on the fire, in the fire. And he was named as one of the top saboteurs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By this guy, Michael McDonald, who like wrote a book and did a movie about it, which apparently wasn't very good. It's not the Michael McDonald, is it? No. The singer? The singer. I don't think so. So Mike does a really good Michael McDonald. It's better than what I just said. So apparently Spell's girlfriend had communist beliefs and was anti-Nazi. Good. Right? Oh, so (laughs) they think he... Was he one of the people that was helping, one of the 200 that had to dock? No, he was a crew member. Oh, he was on on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so they might have been wanting to get rid of him so let's just get rid of everything or you or like maybe something went wrong or I, yeah i'm not sure i mean i now i'm not seeing it on my notes but i know there was like a 
uh, he was he was like a comedian, perhaps a German comedian on the <laughs> on the ship. Was he and like- he had a dog. Okay, oh. so I can't believe I didn't put this in my notes. I'm I'm I forget his I don't was, have his name in front of me. Was he like the live entertainment? No, no, oh. he was just a passenger, and oh. he had this dog that he was. It was a German Shepherd, bull, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and he was bringing this German Shepherd to America. <laughs> Because was it, the he, first it was one? a gift. Oh. Yeah, it was the first German Shepherd. <laughs> Is this how America got German Shepherds? I think Shepherds? the German she- Shepherd perished, Well, yeah, that one didn't oh. work out. Oh, okay. yeah. So they had to send another yeah. one, probably, oh. a few years later. On a boat. And he actually did survive, from what I remember. And he was also... Oh, okay, so this was a the thing. There was a dog on the ship. It's a three-day flight. He was sneaking to the... Um, where they kept the luggage to feed the dog. Of course, because yeah. it needed to eat. And oh they talk about him actually in this magazine. Now that I re- maybe I, I got this <laughs> from information. The yeah. <laughs> is he, you know, this if you ever the best source, if you ever need me to swing by the Silver Lake Library, just let oh. me know. <laughs> no, <laughs> I prefer the children's section in Altadena. OK, here he is. Here's a photo oh. of him walking, you know, to in, feed his dog inside to feed to feed the dog. And oh, they, we, they, oh, sorry, they think it's we, possible that he might have done a thing done down something. there, messed with a can messed we, with a, a lighter or something like that. Can I real quick question? So you, they say, sure, bring your dog. He's going to be down in with the luggage, but you can't go down and feed him for three days. Look. I, I don't know fucking about the Nazis, logistics. You know, I, I'm not Nazis. HR. I don't know about the yeah. HR department. <laughs> so that comedian's name I just looked it up is Joseph Spa. Yeah, and he's American. Oh, oh no, no, he was he was born in Germany and then lived in America. Oh, okay, interesting. Right? And he he also was a, an acrobat and a comedian. And a, uh, as a child, he was a contortionist. <gasps> Fun so, guy. Who Fun knows, guy. Who knows what he was doing? <gasps> you know. Yep. But apparently, a- his wife when he got it, you know, uh, whatever they when they announced that there, he was someone that they were thinking could have been a saboteur. Um, he was very shocked. He was he was outside painting something in his house. What kind of and paint? And it wasn't the silver paint. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, it was He's weird. Like he was he was painting and- a, a canvas and lighting <laughs> yeah. it on fire. Yeah. Just, just test driving. <laughs> so his wife came out and she was like, well, "Honey, it looks like they're thinking of you as a suspect." And he almost fell off his ladder because it was so, so funny. <laughs> wow! Look, I believe a guy who who's willing to. Ball, but now that you're saying, now that you're saying he's an acrobat, I'm I'm thinking we should put Spa up on the board. Yeah, because he but, should be able. To, if he's not guilty, then he should be able to hold his balance. Look, I think Spa's dead. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Maybe it was because he got caught, not that he was shocked that he. It's like you know the lady doth protest too much. Like oh me, I yeah. didn't. A little, I don't know. It was a little too. Uh, oh. Physical comedy yeah. for our taste. Yes, keep it together, clown. The the last thing I I I mean, good. We have Joseph. We've talked about Joseph Spa, and the last thing I just want to throw it up in there before I even ask you guys if there's anything you want to throw up on the board is karma. Mm. Is karma to blame? Is this is this like pre karma? Well, mm. do you mean like before the invention of karma? Well, no, like are you saying karma would would be getting the Nazis? This no. is because this was pre. 
Well, yeah. look, I brought down the definition of karma. Okay, it's let's the hear it. sum of a person's actions in uh, this and pre- previous states of existence viewed as deciding their fate and future existences. So uh, uh, the informal definition is good or bad luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> viewed resulting from your one's actions. Okay, so when you bring up karma, yes. whose karma are you addressing? Uh, Nazi karma. Right. But so it's 1936... Yes. Sorry. 1937. Yeah, I, 1937. The is, war was in is, the 40s, right? Right? The war was in the 40s. Yeah. This is pre... So this is like almost pre-karma, like a little bit. Well, the annexation of Austria, which Sound of Music... Yes. Uh, ...happened in 1938. Right. They're already... I'm not saying they're not already doing bad things. They're doing bad things. Uh, but here's the thing. This is why I say karma. An airship with a, not, a, swast- a giant swastika on mm-hmm. it burns to the ground. Mm-hmm. Could that be it's a, karma? It's, it's a also good image. It's foreshadowing. A good, um, yes. I love so your... So should we put foreshadowing up there? <laughs> <laughs> I love your like out of left field last... Like, let me throw this last thing on the board. I mean, you got um, to. Those are always super compelling for me. Um, and I think karma is like a really interesting, uh, you know... Something to option. point a finger yeah. at. Yeah, yeah. I love to point the finger at karma sometimes, so in hopes that. I mean, are Do we know what the fallout things? was of this disaster? Like, what did it it look like for the? Like, did the Nazis suffer? Um, you know, in the international. Well, or, we all know how that ended. Yeah, right? yeah. but <laughs> they like worked out pretty well for a minute. How are the Nazis? Which, you know, well, I have the little section at the end of the the podcast that we talk about what happens after. But okay, okay, but I, to... no, I think we should talk about it now. Well, the you know the hydrogen, uh, sorry, the helium, the export of helium. So like. Uh, these were the things that kind of happened. Americans were like, "Come on, guys, you got to give helium to the." to other countries, right? We can't just let them be using hydrogen and let, letting them burn to the ground. And the other thing that happened was that, um, you know, the war ended. Well, before the war ended, so this kind of just stopped the airship industry. Okay, good. Because it's stupid. And it's kind of good, you know, <laughs> it's good karma in the sense that it it was going to be run by the Germans. Yeah. So we would have been, uh, they would have been very successful at this, the way people travel, right? So this was bad, you know, it it kind of sent off a signal. No one trusted airships anymore. And the aviation industry then kind of got going because I guess there was a plane that went from uh, California to the Philippines now, guys, it took sixty hours. Oh my god! Oh, oh my! <laughs> it took sixty hours. Oh, it was good uh, lord. Slow as hell, um, <laughs> but it was a good proof of concept. And then after the war ended, then like the next year, there was twenty five commercial airlines that were founded in nineteen forty five. It is fascinating that this was not like relatively. This was not that long ago. No, and also, and why- now I'm like complaining already. I'm like, oh, I have to take a two hour flight to Vancouver tomorrow. <laughs> It's going to be so annoying. Yeah. It's like, well, it's 2.45. Well, <laughs> and uh, well, you're at taxi time. That's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I want to talk about. Why does the Altadena Library not have more books about the thing that's the huge disaster that changed the course of aviation history? You should write a letter. 
to them. Who could? Yeah, should we? Should we put the should we put the other librarian? <laughs> I think that's a that's like another that's another talk about like the the poor, the sad fall of public libraries. Just a, a refresher. Do we feel good about all of these things that we have up on the board? I'll tell our listeners we have the Nazis with an exclamation point, the United States, big tobacco, the Zeppelin Company, Hitler. Max Press, who was the captain, Joseph Spa, the contortionist, and Karma, good old fashioned Karma. <laughs> is Hugo a part of the Zeppelin? Hugo, Hugo was the owner. Is of... part of the uh, okay. yeah okay. yeah okay. he's he's in the Zeppelin company. Is there anything you want to throw up there before we start kind of getting down to the nitty gritty? No, I think this is a solid list. This is a great list. Okay, we. Don't I mean, want... I, I will say that like when I saw the picture of the Hindenburg. With and I, I know many people will be like, I you should have known this because everybody know knew that the Hindenburg was like a Nazi flying ship thing. But the seeing the swastikas definitely like chipped away at my empathy a little bit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? For the survivors, not for the survivers per or se. For the, for the deaths, just for like the whole. I'm like, oh, like not to see a Nazi, a symbolic like Nazi thing go up and flames and be ruined and then like just over makes me feel less bad yeah here's here's one thing uh they were gonna call the hindenburg uh the hitler or something so it would have been it would have been actually would have been amazing if the hitler went up in flames that would have been maybe some better karma or like foreshadowing yeah or if it hadn't gone up in flames yeah, but it would Hit- never have lasted after the war anyway it would have been like oh we can't fly these anymore you know, Hindenburg like- was the president before Hitler I'm pretty well, sure well that was smart of and Hitler. so it was Eckner the Hugo Eckner guy who was like I'm not calling it the Hitler even though you're giving me all this money I'm gonna and, oh. and it was like a big F you oh. to them yeah mm, but Eckner it was kind out. of a good guy but that doesn't just because you're a good person doesn't mean that you're you're not to blame yeah we all uh, yeah, make mistakes. For disasters. Yeah. yeah. He made a mistake. Some of them larger than others. So let's get to it. Who is to blame? Almost I feel like we can take big tobacco down. <laughs> <laughs> is that? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I let's go with that gut feeling. <laughs> I think it's okay to take big tobacco down. I, don't, I think that could have been a catalyst. I but, mean, so, it's unsure if it was a cigarette that really... Yes. I think, yeah, big tobacco is off. Okay, so again, to my point of like, you knew how all of this stuff worked together and how it could go fantastically wrong. Yes. So like, then why would you even like have let people bring cigarettes on? Why did you even have a fucking smoking... I can swear on this, right? A yeah. smoking room where the doors have to like shut really fat. Like, you're just... I think that there was no option for no smoking then. You know what I mean? But it, then why like, are you building something that... Imagine one could... without a bar. You would have been like... Oh my God. I'm not going on the Hindenburg. <laughs> <laughs> three days. Georgia, you have to spend three days <laughs> in a flying paper airplane with no windows <laughs> and no booze. Ugh. Nightmare. No. But I, I think you're right. We can take off big tobacco. I think we can also... I I don't think we can Ooh. take off the United States yet. I wasn't going to no. say the United States. I was going to say no. Joseph Spa. Spa. The contortionist. Although, we just don't have the evidence. We don't have enough... There's no... <laughs> we don't, 
There's not so enough let's evidence. Blame somebody else <laughs> yeah. with the lack of evidence we have towards them. In it. There's not enough um, evidence to <clears throat> really, really solidly point the finger at him. Yeah, let's let's take Joseph. Spa no, beyond off. a reasonable doubt. Yeah, which I know but, like, we don't maybe have for he, anyone. Like, but, but like maybe he did. Like maybe actually look, did. Look, it's it. possible, and and if he did, he got away with it. He truly did. Why would anyone well, he do died, that to their own dog? For the, though? No, I don't think he did. He he had a dog going. He, he did no. He I think we. I I feel good about taking him off. Okay. Take okay. Him. Now, the Zeppelin Company. I think we still got it. The uh, Nazis is a bit of a sabotage theory. Nazis and Hitler. I trust that me. They all, I want yeah. to blame them. I know. I know. But we can't really blame them for the disaster. We can blame them for the, you know, maybe the Hindenburg. I mean, they funded it. They've helped fund it. Yes. But but they probably the didn't. It's it, it's really they hard for me to say. They didn't design it. They didn't, like, choose the paint. Um, they didn't not, They. I mean, they didn't probably make the decision to use um, hydrogen. No, it was all they had. I mean, it was kind of a stupid decision. Um, but we have, I'm sorry, we have to take them down. Oh. It, it, we have Don't to. worry, we still have Hitler on the board. No, he's coming down too. Oh, what? Hitler and the I, Nazis are, they're inextricably it, linked. I, yeah. All right, this is a direct, <laughs> then fine. Directly, Amanda's upset. It's, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's Amanda. hear it. I'm just saying, I, it would be one thing if the Nazi regime was saying, let's really take this air travel to the next level. Let's get some of these Zeppelins going. But they had already been doing it, right? Even before the Nazis took power. Is that correct? Um, I'm going to have to double check that. I'm sure one of our listeners out there already knows the answer. Yeah. <laughs> because if Someone's the Nazis writing. were really proponents of this, I'd say that's a good argument to keep them up Well, they there. were definitely big time proponents. So I'll Google. They, they okay. 100% were, were big proponents. Okay, so they're not off the board okay, quite fine. yet. They're not off the board. And How much blame does the United States deserve for not giving helium? They were on the defense. So they, they were like, we're not going to give them helium. And I mean, th- we're, this, this podcast, it's the alarmist. History repeats itself, huh? <laughs> yes sucks i would like to give like at least a third of the blame to united states no i i don't think we can blame can we blame him for something else i'm sure there are plenty of things we can blame (laughs) him for (laughs) but not now okay so i'm gonna cross off the united states as much as i want to so Um, we're left with the zeppelin company the zeppelin max press again is the captain i captain my captain captain, but captain was like guys i want to land and they're like not yet captain yeah, it's not his fault. This doesn't feel like it's the captain. No. But I I feel it's maybe more the Zeppelin company. And then if they really, if they did, if Hugo, because Hugo's like, all right, Hitler, I get your deal. I don't love it, but I will take your money. And then he's like, okay, maybe, you know what? Maybe this needs to be over and let's make Hitler look bad. So Max, what I need you to do is... XYZ. Whoa. Wow, Do we have a new a- conspiracy theory? <laughs> just, this is going to be all up on the internet. Just hatched. This makes In the sunny most California? sense to me. This makes this I'm, which is I, very I, I, I was with you. Uh, I, I, I agree. Look, I think it's, I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a combo. This might be a threefold for me. Okay. Of, of the United States. No. 
Of the Zeppelin company? Yes. Uh-huh. The Nazis. Okay. And karma. I would love a dash of karma. I think you put blame. a sprinkle of karma yeah. because they they had it coming, as the song says. Yep. They but they had- hadn't done the worst <laughs> of it yet. <laughs> Break into song. Is that Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, how did we feel about that? But it's pre... Are we calling karma pre-karma? I would like to call it... Yeah. I mean, I only mean pre-karma in the sense that it was like not... You know, they the Nazis hadn't done the worst of what they were going to do yet. Okay. So it was like a little like oh. we're worried. We're, I think we're, like, we're watching. Like, yeah, I don't want to watch you feel really bad. Dirty. Yeah. But we're like we're like <laughs> free karma. Free I, karma. I, trust me, I think the Nazis were already doing bad things. Yes. One hundred percent. But the world did, a, didn't necessarily know about it, right? Uh I think people were on to it. Uh, obviously uh Eckner was on to it. Eckner was yeah. on to but it. Eckner was That's German. Why. Yeah, but Did, yeah, hey, but, but the U.S. didn't American, want to give them Amer- helium, we're so American, they knew something yeah, was up. Yeah. And we don't like a lot of what's happening. Maybe the United our- States actually deserves some credit because they were trying to prevent the Zeppelin from even flying, or the Nazis from carrying out. Yes. To, to me, this is producer Amanda, I, <laughs> the United States not giving them helium is one thing, but them deciding to fly despite not having yeah. helium and making the decision to use highly flammable hydrogen and still fly that i mean is it like that's not, their choice yeah that's i mean that's it's the zeppelin company guys yeah it's really the zeppelin company it's the zeppelin company i think uh, uh, sprinkled with a bit of karma yeah a little sprink and that to karma. me feels good because the karma a little kind dash of, of pre-karma <laughs> because the karma you know when it's insinuates coming insinuates yeah the the nazi involvement so yes. Nazis are done. Nazis are they out. So is get, Hitler. Yeah. That's tough. It's tough. <laughs> it is. It's really it's tough. Hard Sorry, to see guys. Him, so the Zeppelin company with a dash of karma is going to the alarmist jail. good about our work yeah the hindenburg crazy disaster to learn about especially knowing that my so will you guys go home tonight and watch that episode of timeless that i was talking about (laughs) i think everyone in america will be watching i hope everyone goes back and nbc brings it back for a third season (laughs) time they already bring it back one they brought back they brought back two final like season finales which i have not even brought myself to watch because i don't want it to be over i'm do you only watch broadcast tv No. <laughs> no, I she watch, also watches cable. Cable. The, uh, the housewives. I watch Bravo. Oh, that's right. That's right. Cable. cable I, watch, I watch old broadcast television on Netflix <laughs> or Hulu. Okay. And that's what makes you a reliable source. <laughs> exactly. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today and really getting down to the bottom of who's to blame for the Hindenburg disaster. Thank you for having us. Thank you. After the Hindenburg disaster, American public opinion favored the export of helium to Germany, and the law was amended to allow the helium export for non-military use. But after the German annexation of Austria in 1938, the Secretary of Interior refused to ink the final contract. After the disaster, aviation got a boost. Considered both safer and more economical, than their air-filled predecessors, airplanes filled the industry gap. 
In November of 1935, a Pan Am China Clipper aircraft completed an 8,000-mile flight from Alameda, California to Manila in the Philippines. The flight time was just under 60 hours, but it nevertheless was a strong proof of concept. Listeners, please chime in. Let us know who you think is to blame. Tell us all of your opinions uh, on our website. That's thealarmistpodcast.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram or all of the other social media sites. We're at The Alarmist. Email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week as we figure out who's to blame for the beheading of Anne Boleyn. That's right, royal watchers. We're going to be talking some major royal drama. Powered by ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.